This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. Well, well, well. 3 and 0 and 3 and 0. No pressure, you're just going to rip off these 3 and 0 weeks every week, but a hell of a start uh, ER another 3 and 0 week in college football. Well done. Uh yeah, I mean, obviously the college football worked out. It's interesting I for whatever reason I I put uh, some extra time in a college football uh, this year, a little extra prep work. I was really able to do a lot, you know, just a little, you know, an extra half hour with every team, which can kind of go a long way. Look, look like it was the right thing to do, Jimmy, but you know, it's not going to get any easier. Uh, so you know, let's see if we can, uh, you know, at least, at least go two and one anyway, this week, I'd take that. Got to love uh, tip my hat to my buddy uh, Dana Holgerson, the only guy in the history of college football to elect to take the ball first in <laughs> overtime. He does it two straight weeks. Got away with it in San Antonio and Lubbock. It came back to bite him. So I wonder if Tilton Fertitta will have a sit down at the Golden Nugget or a Vic and Anthony Steakhouse uh, <laughs> to chat about that one. Let's get to it. Looking at a total here in Manhattan, Kansas. And I was a little surprised how easily Kansas State disposed of Missouri. Uh, is Kansas State that good? Missouri that bad? But it was it was really ugly. Now Tulane. Keep in mind about Tulane and Willie Fritz. Last year was supposed to be his best team ever. So Hurricane Ida hits. They're displaced. It was his worst team that he had. They're better than what they were. You wonder just how much uh, touch him. Uh, he made some staff changes as well. So a couple of easy wins early against weaker competition. They go to Manhattan, Kansas, the Vince Gibson Bowl. He coached both of these teams way back when. Kansas State's 14 and 47 and a half. Yeah, I thought Tulane, you know, really has a chance to be one of the most improved teams in the country. Obviously a chance for them to show that uh, this year going up against the – or. Uh, this year and this week against a Power 5 team. And, you know, from a macro approach, Jimmy, I, I thought this total was uh, a little bit beaten down. Um, you know, you go back to last year, the lowest total uh, for this Tulane team, 55 points. Okay. And that was against UAB. And UAB is, you know, pretty much a dead under team, all defense, slow pace type team. You know, maybe you could argue Kansas State's, of that level, but you know, again, from a macro approach, the lowest total uh, for Kansas State last year was 47. Uh, so they had generally their totals uh, were in the 50s. So I thought this, you know, and it had gotten bet down. And there's going to be a little wind here in Manhattan uh, on Saturday, which you have to be, you know, somewhat concerned with. It doesn't look like it's going to be 25, 30 miles an hour, or no big gusts like that. Um, and, and it's going to be hot. It's going to be warm. It's going to be 95, 100 degrees on the field. So I think those two things cancel out. Uh, a guy like uh, Pratt, you know, the quarterback for Tulane, he's got a big arm. 
Uh, so I'm not sure the wind uh, bothers him that much. But, you know, on the field, you mentioned some of the changes here for Tulane. They bring in a new offensive coordinator from, uh, what, Central Missouri. Uh, they put up some big numbers, uh, especially back in, I think, 2019, average 40, 44, 45 points. And, you know, both of these teams so far, Jimmy, haven't really had to show anything. Uh, in the second half, uh, Tulane against UMass, that was a high-scoring first half. UMass was essentially punting on the game. They ran the ball about 90, uh, 90% of the time uh, in that game. So that game completely died at half, obviously 48 nothing last week uh, against Elkhorn State. And Kansas State, kind of the same thing. South Dakota the first week didn't show anything, just got through the game last week uh, against Missouri. Um, you know, weather was, a, you know, a major issue uh, in that game. They had to can or you know cancel the game because of lightning for a while. But um, a lot of rain was not easy to play uh, in that game. So again, you know they kind of won that game uh, going away for Kansas State. Two wins so far. They've uh, beat the opposition seventy-four to twelve. They haven't had to show a lot offensively as well. And you know climbing the solid coach here for Kansas State. You know reading and and kind of watching his interviews, Jimmy, throughout. Uh, kind of the preseason you know it's it's a team that's talked about playing a little bit faster from a tempo perspective they played very slow uh throughout the years here uh they got a big game on deck against uh Oklahoma I believe next week so you wonder if they want to do show some things and uh, and you know talked about open up the passing game uh here as well again they haven't needed to uh against the weaker opposition or or you know uh, big leads the last couple of games and you know when you're talking about Kansas State you're always talking about the possible uh, of a special teams touchdown. That's exactly what happened last week against Missouri, 76-yard uh, punt return. So, you know, you, you look at these lower totals, or certainly a total, total lower than 50 in college football, you get a chance maybe a special teams touchdown, uh, and I think it's priced a little bit low, so I'm going to go over the total. All right, over 47.5, Kansas State uh, in Tulane. So, uh, Martinez, it's okay. Uh, in, in the Missouri game, uh, Pratt, like you talk about, for Tulane, a multi-year starter. So he's got a lot of experience out of his under his belt. And Willie Fritz has certainly evolved. He's moved on past that triple option, Georgia right. Southern uh, offense that he used to run over there. Looking at uh, this one in College Park, Maryland, and these were two of my higher-scoring offensive type. In my notes for the uh, Big Ten preview, Maryland and Loxley got little Tua, we got a lot of explosive receivers and got a whole lot on the defensive side. I wrote down lots of shootouts. Mm-hmm. SMU, boy, you talk about an accomplished passing game built in uh, for uh, for them to inherit over there. Maryland, two and a half. I think that's a little short at home. 73 and a half is the total ER. Yeah, I mean, last week we had uh, Iowa, Iowa State, oh. and this week we get uh, Maryland SMU uh, in just two completely different styles and just uh, completely different. And, you know, it, it seemed like betting, you know, Iowa, Iowa State under, uh, what was it, 40 41. Uh, however, it was never really in doubt. I'm hoping that, you know, this is kind of the other end uh, of the spectrum here, and obviously a, a higher total to kind of shoot at here, but. Uh, boy, I expect a lot of offense, not a lot of defense, a lot of possessions, a lot of plays uh, in that game. Of course, Maryland, just a ton of firepower. And, you know, they got a great, uh, really good quarterback here. And, 
uh, Tonga Vailoa, if I can say it right, uh, right here. But I mean, last week against you know one of the worst defenses in college football, he was uh, obviously awesome. Twenty-seven to thirty-one, three hundred ninety-one yards. Doesn't get much more efficient uh, than that. Got a couple of stud receivers here in Jarrett yep. uh, and Copeland. But you know, last week, and I, I bet that game over last week as well uh, against Charlotte. Uh, I mean, there's a thousand yards of offense, uh, 77 points in that game. You know, Charlotte with a backup quarterback was able to move the ball uh, really all game, and the weather wasn't great uh, for uh, that game. And you know, a, a team like Maryland really just doesn't fit here really into the realm of the Big Ten, uh, where they're again they're just so o- opposite as far as explosive offense, able to score points. But you know, a lot of their games are beaten down, Jimmy, from a macro approach because you know they play the Minnesotas, uh, Illinois, Iowa's, etc. Uh, so you know, lower scoring games, etc. Don't have to face a passing team uh, like SMU. Uh, you know, again, a wide open type of team. Red Lashley, Red Lashley here, uh, and you know. This team's going to be explosive. They're going to play fast. And, you know, so far, SMU played even faster uh, than they did last year. Uh, Tanner Mordecai, again, a very capable quarterback. Uh, And, you know, two games so far, they've outscored the opposition in in a big way. Haven't really had to show a lot in the second half. They're going to have to continue uh, to put the pedal to the metal in this game against Maryland. You know, you go back to that North Texas game, it was 31-10 at half, 41 points uh, on the scoreboard. But again, had a big lead, 1,000 yards of offense in that game. Uh, really should have been more points uh, on the scoreboard. So, you know, I think we get over 1,000 yards of offense. Wouldn't be surprised to see even more. Uh, I think we can get to 80 points here, uh, Jimmy, in the uh, expected shootout between these two. Yeah, uh, 10 yards a snap for Maryland against uh... – against Charlotte last week. I mean, they only had uh, had over 600 uh, yards of offense and only uh, 61 snaps uh, on the game. So, yeah, two willing dance partners as far as tempo and get it up. Uh, Both strengths are on the offensive side, big, explosive passing games, and very little on the defensive side, over 73-and-a-half. Well, Texas it was supposed to be where they were in, sort of indoctrinated into the SEC, and Alabama was going to come in there and kind of slap them around pretty good. Texas, who has been, it's it's fair. They've been soft. That you know they it seems like they play sky high down the Cotton mm-hmm. Bowl or Jerry World against uh, against Oklahoma, and then against uh, the rest of the Big Twelve, they're going to lose their interest. But they did play with a lot of par- pride, a lot of heart, toughness, intensity, and flat out um, well. The quarterback stays healthy. They probably win the game. I'm safe in saying that. Uh, they miss yours. Backup quarterback came in. He got shook up as well. He's questionable for this game against Texas San Antonio. So emotion left a lot on that field because that Wayne was in doubt for all 60 minutes. So for a four-hour game, uh, Texas left it all out on the field. How do they follow up? this moral victory of sorts and gave Alabama all they could handle against lonely Texas San Antonio who comes in here. Little worried maybe by Texas San Antonio back-to-back overcome games against Houston and Army. They overcame a 300-yard passing game by Army last week and won. That doesn't happen uh, often. So, And um, and the quarterback is doing his thing. Frankie is – He's, he's good, and he was clutch. They were down 14 in West Point last week. Texas 11.5 against Texas San Antonio. Money line, minus 480, Texas San Antonio, plus 360. Yeah, I mean, Texas, 
you know, last week again showed uh, that they have the talent to compete with just about anybody uh, in college football. Obviously, you know, you, you got your, your power five or six really teams in college football. But after that, Texas is as talented as any team uh, in college football. But that's kind of the trouble, as you mentioned, with uh, Texas. They have a talent uh, to be able to play up and play uh, with anybody. But, you know, boy, a great effort last week against Alabama. But, you know, we've seen so many times with this Texas program, uh, boy, that talent plays to the level of competition uh, an awful lot. And this seems like a spot. Uh, where that's maybe going to happen. I mean, I, again, you go back last year uh, where this team uh, was beat by Kansas in that crazy game, 56-57, uh, whatever. So, um, you know, they're they're capable of playing backwards to that. And, you know, from a spot perspective, uh, you know, I, I try to do and, and get in and play some of these situational spots. I think this is a, a really tough one for Texas, Jimmy. As you mentioned, uh, off to, you know, that's one of the toughest losses you're going to have uh, last week. That place was just jacked, losing to, you know, essentially the, the best team in the country in Alabama, a team that you probably felt like you should have won. Now, uh, you know, on deck, you have Big 12 starting uh, next week with the game against Texas Tech, obviously that Oklahoma game uh, in the near future as well. So this is a, a real tough spot uh, for a team against San Antonio where, you know, for, for the Roadrunners, this is the, one of the biggest games in program history uh, to come in and uh, get a chance to take out Texas. You talk about the quarterback position. Uh, obviously, Texas uh, banged up, going to be down to the second, third string. Uh, rumors about maybe seeing some Wildcat uh, in this game from Texas. And, you know, that was it was actually a pretty good game plan by Army last week because uh, something Holgerson couldn't figure out. But, you know, the secondary, this pass defense, uh, for the Roadrunners is you know, a little bit suspect. Uh, but again, Texas with, with the injuries at quarterback, not really maybe equipped to take advantage of that. And, you know, you mentioned quarterback Frank Harris. I mean, should be the best quarterback on the field. No doubt. Uh, in, in this matchup, getting double digits. So, um, you know, San Antonio already showed uh, some of the moxie uh, beating Houston in overtime. So I'm going to come back, uh, take a shot here with uh, UTSA. All right, uh, no pressure to keep your streak going. Myself <laughs> likes Texas San Antonio. Matt right. Newmans likes Texas San Antonio. Paul Stone has Texas San Antonio. He's a good guy to have on your side. It's, it's good to be. It's good to be <laughs> on the side of that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, it's in. in it, uh, I I look for spots. And again, I've never talked to a college coach or player that said, "Oh, we can get up and fired up for every game." Yeah. It just it, there's it's at the college level the emotional spots and like I think Pitt is in a similar situation. Man, that, that's two exhausting games they had, right. and they got this sleep. That's a revenge spot for them going to Western Michigan, but still, mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 some tough games to follow up on. Uh, you exactly. know, against West Virginia. Uh, and also Tennessee. So ER's got Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners, plus 11.5. Um, I'm looking at uh, that plus 360 to take a swipe as well. Third string quarterback, let down spot here. Uh, Texas just doesn't – they're not involved in too many of these emotional games. Uh, the, the, these, uh, right. that, 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 was, that place was on fire uh, yeah. on Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maryland and SMU over 73 and a half. I couldn't agree more as far as the style of play with these two teams. They are two willing partners to all uh, to get up and down. Again, Maryland over 10 yards a snap uh, last week against uh, Charlotte. Kansas State and Tulane over 47 and a half. 
in Manhattan. So ER 3-0 back-to-back weeks. We'll see if we can keep it going 6-0 and now for the season. For Aaron Renning, I'm Jimmy Ott here in the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel.